Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose and our series, The Life. And this is program number 46, uh, The Good Shepherd, Part 2. And uh, it's because we went. Uh, we only got a couple of pages into our notes, and yeah, so we, now we, we uh, last on the last program. Uh, so we may end up doing uh, part two, part three. I really like the metaphor of the shepherd, right? Um, yeah, and like we talked about last time, um, th- th- you know, why do we study Jesus? Because every time we look at him, we see another facet of a diamond, right? And everything, it's, it's incredible as, as things kind of expand. You're lo- what you're looking at is, is the character of God. Well, you know, isn't it, it's kind of ironic that, I guess it's not ironic, but God, um, when Jesus came, and it were, it, it's in uh, John 10 that he's saying that he's the good shepherd, it's kind of like, um, I guess in these days, so we, we raise miniature donkeys, right? Right. And so while they're not sheep, um, we still there's still a lot that needs to be done in order to make sure that the flock is cared for and, um, you know, that they're protected. Are they a herd? Or they're, they must be a they're herd. They're a herd. A herd, yeah. yeah. They're a herd. They're a right. herd, not a flock. But that's, oh, they, that's right. They're yeah. not a flock. They're a herd. Are they a herd? They're a herd of donkeys, I guess. I well, don't why know. are sheep a flock and birds? I don't are know. Flocks? Why are why are baboons a congress? I don't. You know, I don't <laughs> well, know. Well, now don't go, get don't political. go there. Don't get political don't, on us. Yeah. So, but anyway, there's things that you know that need to be done to make sure they're protected from the weather and. Oh yeah, they were they were crying last night, weren't they? And, uh, and and yeah, so I saw you out. Today. She goes whenever it's going to rain. She takes the wheelbarrow with some hay all the way down in the pasture to where there's another barn to where they could go in there and for shelter for shelter and eat uh eat their hay in the rain and the and the guy and that guy that does our um the farrier that does the hooves says you can build them a shelter they ain't going to use it right and most of the time they don't but they're starting to get a little bit spoiled now so they stand down there in the rain and scream at us hey bring us food down here i don't want to get wet so what does Susan do? She goes. And well, you want to do the best thing. Yeah, for them. we're put on this earth to take care of and, those animals. And then the thing is, is we have a. Um, she'll be. Well, she's about two and a half months old. Her name is Eleanor. Yep. She's our newest little girl, and I tell you what, she is just full of spunk and vinegar, and yeah. she. She yeah, did her thing. Yeah, she was thing, kicking last night, following me around and circling me and oh, running fun up to and watch. down. And but the thing is, is when when those babies are born, there's certain things as a caretaker that you need to do to, you need make, to make sure, sure that it happens, that they're healthy, that they're nursing, that they're walking. There's all different kinds of things to, you know, to, 
you know, we feel like we've been, you know, they've been put into our fold in order to care for them. And you're not just going to let them languish out in the cold or, or unprotected or, you know, there's certain things that you do in order to take care of them. And it's the same thing with cats and dogs. And, and all that stuff they're, they're put there for. You know absolutely. what? Let's do something. Let's pray because I just had a fly. I wanted to keep Did talking not, about I didn't this. Pray. No, we didn't pray. No, you didn't pray okay. yet. But let's let's pray and in, invite God. And then I have a thought. I'm going to oh, write no. it down. Okay. 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 I got thought. it written down because I have a real good forgetter. Well, I got one of the best forgetters I, I, on the planet. I saw one of those things where, um, are you, have you ever like been on a phone call and then wondered where your phone's at? <laughs> yeah. See, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I got some other stories that okay. I want to tell them. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for um, the ability to talk about the simple things in life and to see your majesty in all of them. And we just pray right now that um, your Holy Spirit would um, bless our conversation and our thoughts and the um, the words we're about to speak and that everyone who's listening uh, gets a better, clearer view of you and that we get a better, clearer um, view of you and um, something that uh, that we may learn about you today and we're thankful for the opportunity and it's only because of of your your doings and so we're grateful to you we thank you in jesus name amen amen thank you Mm -hmm. thank you you know when we talked last i I wrote it down so i'm not gonna forget it okay uh when we talked last time about the shepherd holding the sheep Mm -hmm. uh close to his heart i had that vision remember when who had abraham was it misty yes when when our when our our donkey Misty had Abraham, she had him on the other side of the creek, Correct. and so we named him Abraham because he was the one that crossed over. Right. But in order to get him up to the barn, we called the breeder because we were really scared. It was our first donkey. It was our first we donkey. didn't even know she was pregnant. But what and is she, she came pregnant? And I have yeah. that vision of Lucy uh, picking up Abraham, holding him close, close to her tight. breast and w- crossing that Creek and going up the hill and the mama donkey following. And it was that vision right there that I, I always get when I read about Jesus being the shepherd and about him, him going out, you know, the, the parable of the lost sheep and how the, the it's dark and it's stormy and he goes out and, and, you know, and he finally and he hears, he hears the bleeding of the sheep yeah. and, you know, and it's, and, and you get this, this picture of there's nothing more um, satisfying to the heart than to, than, to, uh, than to see a human being caring for a helpless animal. Right. Right. You know, and like that special, like that little donkey that's only been standing for two or three hours, just finally found the mother's udder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's done all those things required that we know it'll live another day because it's done those things but then you you pick it up it's not crossing the creek it's not getting to the barn on its own right but we need to get it up there so that we can Keep make it sh- away from predators right and we can put the the disinfectant on the umbilical cord and do all those things that we need to do to make sure that that donkey stays as healthy as possible right and so in order to do that of course we we do something very similar to what a shepherd does when he finds a lost sheep. And so the image is there. Um, and Jesus does such a wonderful thing in describing that image to his hearers, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the parable of the lost sheep and in the, in the, in the, the good shepherd, you know, mm-hmm. I am the good shepherd. I'm not, didn't David 
sing about that? Well, it was David and Ezekiel also had a vision, but David sung, I, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's in Psalm 23, verse 1. And then the Holy Spirit through Ezekiel de- had declared, I will set up one shepherd over them and he shall feed them. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away and will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick. And I will make with them a covenant of peace and they shall no more be prey to the heathen, but they shall dwell safely and none shall make them afraid. And that's in Ezekiel 34. It's such a wonderful healing message. It's a, it's a message of, 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 of getting well. Mm -hmm. It's a protection protection of having peace Mm -hmm. because, um, I know for me, living inside my own skin, clean and sober, and living life on life's terms mm-hmm. can sometimes be a struggle, Right. Uh, especially when I'm running from God, which I still have a tendency to do. Um, you know, it takes me a while to, 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 to wake up to, to something and say, no wonder I'm stressed out today. Well, I haven't given anything to God. I, I went to back to the old rich. Right. Well, and I think the healing message, you know, it can be... There's things that you do in order to encourage the healing, but it's not so much a checklist that, man, if you got, you have to make sure you get everything checked off and you've done it just right in order for God to do his part. That's okay. That's interesting because, because what happens when we have the checklist, okay, and we fail on the checklist, do we go forward or backwards? A lot of times we'll fall backwards. Right. So in other words, the doctor's the one that gives the prescription. Right. Not us. Right. And sometimes we don't like the prescription. Sometimes it'll just simply be a situation in which we're supposed to help someone. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Maybe pushing a cart across the, a crosswalk for mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe helping somebody pick up a spill. Um, whatever. Right. Helping somebody carry. It may be just something simple like that is the big test of the day, not making sure that we have read the exact full chapter and of, of some book that we, you know, uh, some chapter in the Bible, it's got to be the full chapter, and we have to spend exactly a half hour on it. Or, you know, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's something simple, like right. smiling at someone, seeing their pain, and trying to help them out of the pain. It's that, and I, I don't know, I've said it to you before, and a lot of times I talk to God about this. I just want to be a force for good on this planet. That's all. Right. Maybe it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that simple. Well, and I and you know we um, listen to programs and and do and, you know read the Bible and do everything and you know not do everything, but we you know we do those activities. And the one thing that I love to hear is. Jesus said, you know, love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the law. That's everything encapsulated. Yeah, if you can't love your neighbor whom you see, how are you going to love God who you can't see? Right. And that calls for participation. Mm -hmm. You see your neighbor, uh, and it's just like, you know how you learn to do math? By Mm -hmm. doing math. Right. How do you learn to love? By loving. Right. You know? And a lot of times, the, I I don't want to, I don't want to say the term "fake it till you make it" because because when people are doing things purposely, it's not faking it. Right. You know the right thing to do, even though it goes against your na- right. nature. 
you still do the right thing. That's not faking it. Right. That is doing the right thing, even though it goes against your nature. And you do that often enough and you learn to love. And you change. And you and, change. And so that was the one thing, you know, um, especially when we had gone to the prison. And even in my own life, in my own, as I participated in recovery, one of the biggest gifts that I was ever given was the gift of forgiveness. And I had to be taught that um, because in in my own natural state, I wanted people to pay that's what we want yeah right. that's i wanted what the i wanted the wants. people who hurt me to be to hurt as bad as i hurt mm-hmm. for so many years right that was my natural desire and and because i wasn't getting that result from life it was like well then what's what's the purpose of life right and and it wasn't until i understood that the anger and the resentment that i held was actually the thing that was killing me yeah and that I had to learn how to let that go and to change, you know, to root out all that evilness, because that's really what it was, because it was killing me. Um, once I learned how to do that, I became so much more free. I, I understood the truth that what happened to me didn't define who I was right. as a person, and it doesn't define the other person that did the damage to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. We do. We all do things that we may regret, or maybe we've had things done to us that were wrong, but that doesn't have to define us. So it was learning forgiveness, and then it was learning to rewrite who I was as a person. Right. So yeah, let's take it a step further because you know when you're when you're, it's hard to forgive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if we can have the mindset as, especially you know, there are people here that. It, that have on this planet that have been severely mistreated and abused. Right. Of no fault of their own. Right. Take a look at it from the other side and think how damaged does a person have to be to abuse someone for no reason. Right. Okay. In other words, because a lot of people harm other people not even realizing the harm that they're doing in fact god says that they'll, they'll actually sometimes think they're doing god a favor mm-hmm. by persecuting people right right in a religious sense but let's take it to uh, you know there's all kinds of different there's verbal abuse there's spousal abuse there's all kinds of different abuse right how damaged does the abuser have to be right in order to inflict this pain on someone else who doesn't deserve it right and so you were talking about previously before I started. You were talking about not uh, faking it until you make it, and that was part of the even if it's going your against your will. You're right. That was part of the forgiveness. That was probably the biggest thing that I saw. Um, you know, I, I just think it was such a huge thing for me to be able to ask God to forgive the people that hurt me. All the while, it was so repulsive to me that I literally wanted to throw up. It made you physically sick. When I even thought about doing that. Mm -hmm. But as I continued to follow those principles of saying, I want them to be healed as much as I want to be healed. I want them to be forgiven as much as I've been forgiven. I want them to have the opportunity to change just as I'm being given the opportunity to change. It, it had a miraculous change on my personality, who I was a, as a person, my beliefs about who I was and beliefs about other people who 
you know, struggle with doing things that aren't correct. And so it, it was just really powerful to say, I'm going to go against my nature. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. to fight my very nature of wanting that revenge and wanting to see someone else pay for the damage they caused mm-hmm. me and saying, no, I want to see them healed. Right. Because the way they are damaged. I want to be healed. Right. Because they are right. damaged. And that's the thing. And so once again, you get this picture of, of, Jesus picking up the sheep and bringing them back into the fold, right? And because we all we we're, we're all lost sheep as like a like a flock without a shepherd, right? And so, can we, as an individual in this society, we're not getting very far, but can we, as an individual in the society, see that we're the broken sheep, right? And that everybody else around us are broken sheep as well. Yeah, yeah, we're all yeah, yeah, we're all human. We got the same blood flowing through our right. veins. We're all brothers and sisters, right? And the problem is not with God, right? It's with us. And I, right. I, I think a lot of times, theologically, we make the problem with God. We've got to appease Him some way, right? The, the problem's not with God, right? He loves us with an everlasting love. He is perfect love to cast out our fear, right? Jesus didn't didn't come to fix the problem between him and God. No, the pro- there was never a problem, never problem between God and and Jesus and the Holy We're Spirit. Were the problem? They're on the same team <laughs> trying to get us hoodlums. He's trying to appease us, right? He's trying to intervene in our lives, yeah. not in the life of between us and God. He is with the Father, pleading to us, right? He says, if you've seen me, you've you've seen seen the the Father. Father. And Jesus at that time was kneeling down and he was washing the feet of Lazarus, the person who who had betrayed him or was going to go betray him, knowing all along that he was going to have to face the cross. So if we can get that picture of God, what a difference that changes in our own life, let alone in how we treat other people. Yeah, God is holding out a bouquet of flowers right now. God is trying to win us. He's not against us. Every time I think of this, I go back to the garden. Adam, where are you? Right. Have you done something? Have you broken trust with me? And when I go back to the garden, I think of that. I think about what would happen if I broke trust with you. You know, what would be my inclination? It would be fear, shame, guilt. I wouldn't be able to look you in the eye. And that's what we've done with God. Right. And God is saying, look at I haven't changed. I still love you. Right. I'm here to forgive you. You know, when you you say you go to Adam and Eve, but what about Paul's experience Paul's with ex- God, yeah. right? He was a warrior for God, and he was going to make people pay because his God wanted people to pay, yep. you know, and he went around dragging people to prison and death and everything else, and he finally, God finally reached, and, and his heart was touched, and he's like, Paul, my desire is that you be one. Yeah, you know, let to, every man be fully persuaded yes. in his own mind, Paul. Right. And, right, and there are things against you, but it's not me. Yeah. It's agencies that are evil that desire your destruction. I don't want to destroy my people. I want to restore them. Yeah. Who brought the storm in the book of Job? It was Satan. Who was who, who brought the storm when Jesus was on the boat and he calmed the storm? Right. See, so but, we, 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 we try to ascribe all of this disaster and horrible stuff on God when there's an enemy running around like right. a roaring lion. Right. What does a roaring lion do? He's he causing, instills fear. Absolutely. And so we react to the, to the fear, and God is saying, I'm right here. Perfect love casts out fear. Right. Please stop running from me. And like the sheep that's run from the from the sheepfold, and he's out there. He gets lost. He gets lost one bite at a time. Right. And the next thing you know, he looks up, and the storm's coming in, and there's no sheep around, and there's no shepherd, and he screams out and, and he cries out. And he doesn't know out. his way home. He doesn't know his way home. The shepherd is 
looking for that lost sheep. And we're all, we've all been there. Right. You know, and if, and if we don't think we have, uh, I know for me, I, I can, I can look up and I, I took too many bites today, Lord, and I'm a little bit away from the sheepfold. Uh, you know, come and get me today, Lord, come and help me. Um, and, and he's always there. Right. And so, um, Jesus also had referred to himself in another way. He said, he that enters not by the door of the sheepfold, but climbs over in some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that enters into the door and is entered by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus says, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy, and I come that you might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Okay, so now he now he calls himself the door to the sheepfold as well. Right. So why why is he the only way into the sheepfold? Why is he ascribed that to himself? Because it's it's really really important, mm-hmm. and that is of course. Remember, we're looking at all these facets to the diamond, right? Right. right. And all of these facets are part of what? God's character. character. Right. And if we accept that character, we are transformed into that likeness. Right. That's the only way. And I think that there's enemies trying to steal us away from the true picture that, of God. That and we try other ways. Right. We try to work ourselves our away. To, we try to work our way to heaven. We try to dot all the I's, cross all the T's. Make sure everything's make, good. make sure we understand how many heads the the beast has and how many horns and all that kind of stuff. Right. Which is all it's information. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have anything to do with the carnal nature and being able to be a master. Uh, what's the last of the fruits of the spirit is self-control self-control self-mastery that's healed that's a healed mature person Mm -hmm. when he has the last of that that uh fruits of the spirit where no matter what happens he controls himself. right it's not a gift it's it's an innate aspect of his character yeah it's a it's from the inside out and the only way it can come from the inside out is behold he stands at the door and knocks because mm-hmm. he's on the outside. We need to let him in and do his work. Mm-hmm. And once again, that work may be something as simple as smiling to someone. Right. Th- be present in be, the small things yes. because the small things add up to the to the picture of who you're, what your character yeah, is. Yeah, and it's all about character development. There'll be no jails and prisons in heaven. No locked doors. There'll be no cheaters there. Right. That character needs to be formed now. Right. And if we let him into our hearts, he will. He says, I will. Do the work. Do the work. Right. Just let me in and do the, you know, and that, that has to do with, you know, trimming that old ego down, mm-hmm. trimming that, that pride down, you know, and and having and the that fear and the fear because the what the fear does is it causes us to be prideful and egotistic. It causes mm-hmm. us to to puff up like a like a bird with a lot of colors, and, you know, and try right. to make ourselves bigger than we are. And and Jesus says, you don't want to make yourself big, kneel down and wash feet. Right. You want to make yourself be big, go find a lost sheep. It, it's kind of like an inverted. It you, is right. Serve. The more you right. serve, the bigger you will be in heaven. Right. The bigger, you know, and and the more you give, the more you will receive. And that's that's that facet that the, the, the all these facets that we keep seeing 
about Jesus and about his characters. We just see him continuing to serve, continuing to go to the lowly and the outcasts, continuing to touch those who no one else will touch, Mm -hmm. continuing to eat at places where no one else will eat, you know, and all these things that look suspect on the outside are so beautiful on the inside that God is willing to... It's like everything is opposite of what we understand things to be. God is willing to go to a person like you and a person like me, say, Rich, Susan, it's okay. It's okay what you've done. It's okay about your past. Let's take that and let's build on it and let's make something huge out of that. Right. Just let me in, you know. Boy, the program went by fast again, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to have to wrap it up again. Uh, you can visit our website. We have books. Susan will ship out cases of books. That's what she does. So we have a lot of books. Go to our website and see our, our resources there. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.